Welcome to the Moms Hustle Different Podcast, where we discuss Black moms navigating work and motherhood. Welcome to another episode of Moms Hustle Different. I'm your host, Brenda Miller. It's crazy how quick this month, shoot, this year has gone by. We've already had 10 mamas on the podcast this year and you're about to hear from mom number 11. So I met Kelly through Clubhouse and I was immediately intrigued when she said that she has 10 kids. Yes, you heard me right. She has 10 kids. I am super glad that she accepted my invitation to be on the podcast to talk about her life as a mom, a professional, and also a business owner. So I know you will enjoy the episode. But first, don't forget to let me know what you think about this episode after you listen. I really would love to hear from you. It makes me know that I am providing you with the content that you're interested in, that you're enjoying the episodes, it's super helpful for me to get your feedback. So you'll see all the links in the show notes with my links to contact me and get to me directly. So if you could do that, I would appreciate it. So let's get into the episode with Kelly Williams. Kelly Williams is a wife, mother, and lifestyle management coach. Adhering to faith, relationship, health, and purpose as her foundation. She has found passion in serving others. It's her pleasure to grow, lean, and attractive businesses for women that will enable them to live the life they desire and they deserve. Thank you so much, Kelly, for joining the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about today. Me too. Um, The way I always start the podcast with my guests is to have an opportunity to brag on your baby. So I would just love for you to tell me about your kids and um, (laughs) brag on them. Anything exciting or new happening? Okay. Well, your your audience may be a bit surprised and shocked to hear this, but I have 10 children. Um, My husband and I um, are a big blended family. He had four, I had four, and we had two together. So right now we are in the preschool phase of parenting again, but this is the last time. And um, our family is just an amazing, large family of um, extraordinary kids. Um, We have some that have graduated college, some that are in college, and some that are in high school, and then, of course, the preschoolers. So um, we're just excited about our children and watching them grow, and they definitely keep us on our toes. So that's what's going on exciting in the Williams house. I could imagine. (laughs) I think my house is exciting with with one two-year-old, so I can only imagine (laughs) How exciting it's been, especially over the last year with everybody from college to preschool. Yes. (laughs) So speaking of, you know, the fact that you have a blended family and you have two new young, younger kids, where were you in your career when you became a mom? 
Well, I'm not the traditional working mom. I actually had my first baby when I was in high school. So when I began my career, I was already a mother. And um, there was definitely a measure of learning how to navigate um, work and continuing to parent my child who was already five years old by the time I began working my nine to five. Wow. So what was that like? I mean, there's a lot of people who are out there who were teenage moms who had kids um, in high school. What were your dreams at that time? And how did your dreams or how you went for it change as relating to, you know, being a teenage mom? Well, that is a wonderful question. So all along, um, traveling through high school and, and you know, junior high through high school, um, I, I got really good grades. So there was an expectation that I would be a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. Well, I ended up having my baby when I was 17. I still was in the National Honor Society and got the good grades. I got full rides to college, but I did not go the traditional route. And um, I think my dreams they kind of stopped. I'm gonna be honest. My dream stopped so that I can be the best parent that I could be. That became my dream. How am I, how am I now able to be this good example, this great example to this little human that I was charged with raising? And I absolutely um, took on that challenge. But um, my goal at when I was in my early 20s and I began my career was to be able to have my needs met, right? Um, to have insurance benefits, to be able to pay for daycare and clothing on our backs. So I was able to secure a government job um, where I was provided with excellent benefits and um, a, nice, a nice salary to give us the life that, um, that took us above poverty which was, you know, something that I think, unfortunately, a lot of people expected that, you know, that was the trail that I was supposed to go down because I had a, you know, a baby when I was 17. Yeah, I mean, I could only imagine how emotional that could be, how stressful it could be, you know, like, okay, things are going to look a little bit different <laughs> than I planned for it to look, but when you look into that child's eyes, you're like, all right, well, whatever I got to do, got to figure it out. Yeah. I, at my job, I happened to be um, the youngest employee at the time. And the other employees and my coworkers, they really, I, I don't want to say they babied me, but they were very, very encouraging. Because like I said, I didn't go to college the traditional route. I didn't start college until I was about, um, well, I shouldn't say I didn't start college. I went off and on ever since I graduated high school, but I didn't really get committed to finishing my degree until I was about 23 years old. And my coworkers were extremely supportive. They, um, they really did help me with raising my daughter because mind you, I was in my early 20s and they were kind of helping me um, as a parent. And I wasn't married at the time. So they were helping me navigate adulthood, um, my career and parenthood. So I I worked with an amazing group of people who, who really helped encourage me to become the person that I am today. That's awesome. I mean, they always say it takes a village. And most of the time we're talking about family, which I'm sure, you know, is always helpful. But to have the people that you work with rally around you and help you and understand what it is you're going through, it means a whole lot. 
Yeah, it, it really did. And although I don't work with uh, any of those same people, um, I'm still in contact with many of them. And so it's been quite some time now, obviously, and they they still encourage me. They on my social media, when I do post uh, pictures of my older children, um, they just, you know, make the comments, oh, you did such a good job. And I'm still encouraged by by what I did as a mom starting my career and um, learning from other people who have been where I was about life and about what it looks like to manage working and parenthood. So what what advice would you give to um, anybody who's listening about establishing relationships like that? I know a lot of times we get into situations where people are like, look, business and personal separate like don't (laughs) don't mix it whatever you do at home is what you do at home um but sometimes your relationships deepen I guess when you do allow a little bit of flexibility there what advice would you give to people regarding that since you were able to do that so young and so um effectively so I think that is an amazing question. And thank you for asking that. Um, so I, I'm going to be honest and transparent here. I didn't have the best relationship with my own mom. So I think subconsciously I was like searching for help. Right. And um, I, I put myself in that very vulnerable place to open myself up to allow for help. Now, help for me, it wasn't a handout. It wasn't people giving me money, but it was people giving me advice. And my suggestion for other people would be to be discerning, you know, use your intuition um, and decide, is this somebody that I feel like I can trust with some information? Feed them a little bit of information, see what they do with it, see how you're able to help um, or not how you're able to help, but what you're able to gain from whatever advice they give. Um, see, you know, see if the value that they give aligns with what your needs are at the time and then continue to just, you know, build upon that. Um, I do not ever close the doors on relationships. I maybe call me crazy, but I go into new relationships <laughs> wide open and you have to give me a reason to begin to shut those doors. I'm very aware of my boundaries now. Back then I wasn't. Um, and to be honest, I was a bit closed off, but there were just some things people could not avoid. You know, they just couldn't avoid seeing. Like it was obvious I was always running into work. It was obvious that, you know, sometimes I I may have had something on my mind and they just didn't know what, but, um, it took that, that kind, um, the, the person who noticed, you know, the person who actually cared to ask me, Hey, Kelly, is everything okay? How are your kids doing? How, how, you know, one, you know, your daughter is starting kindergarten. How's that going for you? It just took that, right? So my suggestion would be to allow for people to, to, to be in your life, allow for people to offer value. One of the things my husband says now is to, what does he say? Chew the bones. No, chew the meat and spit out the bones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So take, yeah, take what they give you. And if it works for you in that moment, use it and whatever they give you that doesn't work, then discount that. But what they do give you, take that. Um, It does take a village. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I like that because relationships are so important and they really make uh so many opportunities available for us in the future and as we go on and like you said you are still in contact with many of those people that you work with and are still able to you know have conversations with them even if it's just a social media comment or direct message or something like that I think that's awesome and uh being able to 
allow yourself to say like, okay, I need a little help here, um, whether it's personal or professional. How can I talk to this person? Let me just try this one thing and then see what kind of advice they might give back and see if they're receptive to it and then be able to, you know, build relationship that way. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny though. I'm such a different person now than back then. And you've got me actually thinking like, you know, I wonder what the Kelly today, <laughs> how I would have <laughs> been back then, but it doesn't matter. We can't go back in time. I'm just glad for the opportunity to meet, you know, meet these people, make these relationships. Um, the, the relationships I had with my coworkers in my early twenties definitely shaped how I go about making, um, making, new friends at work today. And I'm just really grateful for that experience. Yeah. So as you grew from that first government job and, you know, going back and forth in your degree program and your first child, how did your career progress from there? Well, um, what ended up happening was I was going to school at night. And so I didn't just have one child. I had two, actually. Um, I didn't mention that. <laughs> I actually had two. Yeah, two little ones um, before I started had, having more children. But um, I started going to school in the evenings. And um, as far as career goes, what was happening was they were recognizing that I had the capacity to take on more responsibility. And they would put me on these temporary assignments, right? And, and um, I would get a, a little raise for a little while. And then they would take me off the temporary assignment. I'd go back to my other pet. And um, I, that, became, that became very irritating for me because I saw these positions were open and I said, if I am good enough to do this temporarily often, why can't I do this permanently? And it just became so irritating that eventually I said, okay, I can't keep doing this because clearly you recognize that there is value in what I bring to this organization, but you're not utilizing it. And I wasn't bored doing the work that I did, but the fact that I was not being utilized to my full capacity was overshadowing any of the other work I did and it became a problem. So I ended up leaving, um, leaving that particular organization and I, I still work for the government today, but I started, I moved over into another government organization. So I still work for the government, like I said, and um, that organ at that organization, I, I didn't start at the bottom, but I did start lower. And I think like every year since I've been there, I've gotten some sort of um, promotion for the first four years. Now I am at a level where I am extremely comfortable. It allows for me to work my, my business. My husband and I actually have two businesses. Um, it allows for us the flexibility to, to enjoy our family. Um, so now it's been over 20 years that I've worked for the government. Um, I'm eligible for retirement, but I, but I'm young. So I, yeah. <laughs> so I have, I haven't retired, but, um, I make nice money. I make really good money and I'm comfortable. I have, you know, plenty of vacation time and it's just a nice situation. So unfortunately transitioning from this place where I feel that my career essentially was shaped you know, and a lot of lessons, a lot of lessons were learned in that particular organization. You know, I'm no longer there, but I've moved over into another place. And um, that's pretty much how my career morphed. I, I've since got, I, I got an associate's degree. I got a bachelor's degree and then I got two master's degrees. Okay. So, yeah, I'm in a whole different place now. <laughs> that's beautiful. I think even the fact of 
knowing your worth, like realizing like, hold up, I'm doing a good job. They keep giving me these projects and I'm crushing them. Why can't I do this work? <laughs> um, okay, you guys don't want to give me this work full time. Then I will go somewhere else that appreciates me. Even if it's still in the government, I can still find somewhere else that appreciates me. And I really think that that's a strong thing to recognize, especially because sometimes people will allow themselves to, you know, second guess what their um, what their worth is. And sometimes you got to go for it. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you one of the things when I transitioned over into the organization where I am right now, um, I remember when I started, like I said, it wasn't at the bottom, but I remember um, I was so excited to be in this office environment. And I used to dress up every single day to work. Like you would have thought I was going to church. <laughs> I used to dress up. And I remember one of my coworkers, um, she's no longer there, but one of my coworkers, she lightweight used to make fun of me and talk about how I dressed. But I'm going to tell you, it was clear that um, I came to work with an expectation that I had a responsibility. I, I worked with integrity and I kind of dressed for the position that I wanted, right? Not the position that I had. And I think that that's what aided in me um, moving up so quickly. Not the fact that I dressed. It wasn't about how I dressed. It was just the fact that I took enough care, um, not in just the work that I did, but in my personal being to, to put myself out there enough to be different enough to show that I'm ready for something more. Mm, I like that. I like that to take care of yourself and to know that, all right, to have it in you, um, not just like, okay, I'm dressing up, but that was just a part of the essence of you that you were showing that you were ready for um continued growth yes yeah I dress like a supervisor and they tried to make me one but I like to travel too much (laughs) (laughs) so I and and I don't like I really don't like supervising people um I prefer I'm a lifestyle management coach I like to coach I like to guide people I don't like to have to tell people what to do so (laughs) I decline that position but yes I definitely dressed for it (laughs) yes so even in the midst of this, so in the last 20 years, like you're at a point where you've been growing, you're at a great spot now, but you also mentioned that you have two businesses. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how you balance that with your nine to five and motherhood? Yes. Okay. So um, my husband and I, we both are partners in my life coaching business. I coach women. um, I help them with their businesses. I help other coaches and I just help position people in a place where they're able to profit um, while they are living out their passion through business. Um, So my husband, he's my partner. He, we work in that business. And then we also um, have a real estate company and we are not realtors, but we're investors. So we have several properties. Um, We do some flips, um, but mainly we hold our properties and we are in the, we're in the Cleveland area. There's a lot of colleges. There's a lot of medical centers here. And we rent our homes out to nurses that do traveling nurses that have to do extended stays in um, at some of the hospitals. So um, that's our other business that we have. We love, love, love real estate. Um, again, we like to vacation and it helps it helps to fund that. But more than anything, both with my life coaching business and our real estate business, we're able to impact lives 
lives. And that's one of the things that we, is so important to us. Um, our family business is so that we can help other families. And that's what we try to teach our children. And so balancing that, um, it, it's always, it, it's always an act. I'm just going to say, um, there's never really a moment where we have perfect harmony, but we try because we're a married couple and we need to spend time um, with each other. We need to spend time with um, our children. We need to spend time nurturing our spirituality and, um, and just taking care of our own home. It's funny because we have several houses um, and we spend so much time at those homes that sometimes I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, can we, how about getting that, that staircase fixed? Or how about, you know, that banister that fell down? <laughs> so yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely takes a little, um, a little effort to balance those things, but it's something that I would never, ever give up. And keep in mind, I still have a nine to five in the mix. So um, yeah, over time, creating systems and um, making sure that, that we hold each other accountable for some management tasks. Um, we've also hired help. Um, we're, not, we're not rich or balling right now, but we definitely have the funds to have somebody come in and help us with our children. Um, we each have VAs. Um, I have VAs for the life coaching business and um, I've hired a VA for our real estate company to help us with some, um, some marketing and things like that. So we've enlisted help. Um, I would always recommend that people do that. When you get to the point where you are making money in your business, if, or um, if you are, if you have some expendable cash working your nine to five and you want to enjoy your family, get some help that I would, I would recommend that, you know, over and over and over, get the help you need. I love that. I hear that all the time. And I just love when guests say that because we have to continue to hear that in our head because sometimes we want to be super women. We want to get everything done ourselves. And it's like, look, sometimes you just got to hire somebody to help you out with some things so that you could do the things that mean the most to you. Um, I know sometimes I'll hire somebody to come clean the house. And during that time, like I'll have them come while I'm working. <laughs> so then by the time I finish my work day, my house is clean <laughs> and it smells great. And I love it. And it just, I know how it feels to have that help. Um, and even with hiring a virtual assistant for your businesses, like you're able to outsource some of the tasks that might take you longer to do and tasks that somebody can do while you're still at work. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, it actually took me, um, uh, it took me shifting my mindset to do that because I said, yeah, but I'm in, this was, this was in the beginning. Yeah, but we, we don't have that much money and it's going to cost. And one day I said, you know what, I've got clients coming in. Why don't I just assign, you know, this particular client is going to pay for this particular service. And that's pretty much how we've been doing things. Um, you know, this particular house pays for this particular thing. And whatever that thing is, when you're, when you're able to assign a place for your money to go, it's easier to spend. And I don't mean uh, frivolously, but it's easier to, um, when you assign a place for your money to go, it's easier to manage what that looks like and to manage your feelings about it as well. I love that. I love that. That's good. Cause that means like what you were saying about wanting to travel. So instead of saying like, okay, well, we're going to put some money together at the end of the month and put $200 into our travel budget. It's not like, all right, this house makes X amount of money. We're going to put this money <laughs> to our travel fund or whatever it is that we want to spend money towards. 
Absolutely. And that's exactly how we do it. Um, two of our houses go to our student loans. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Lord Jesus, two. Yes, two houses go to our student loans. And then, yes, we definitely have the, the house, the home that takes care of um, our extra expenses is what we call it, because we also like to do nice things for our children. So, um, yeah, then we have um, a house that goes directly to projects that help um, underserved populations, um, single moms and felons. We have a heart for helping people that just kind of get looked over and passed over. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I just can't even find the words. That's awesome. Um, one of the questions that I personally want to ask you is, as you are working with your husband, I know for me, and if my husband's listening to this, he'd be like, see, she worked with her husband. Um, what do you, what advice would you give to wives and, um, who have partners who they're working with, or they're trying to start businesses together? Um, because, you know, you're in the same household, you're working together, you're raising kids together and trying to balance those various roles. Yeah. So the first thing I would, um, I would suggest to all of the wives that are listening is to remember remember and say this over and over and over when things become maybe even contentious, but when there's disagreements or differencing of opinions, remember this, you guys are on the same team. That's the first thing I would, um, that I would suggest you do. Remember that you're on the same team. And then secondly, pick your battles. Ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth it for me to complain about this? Or is it worth it for me to, you know, to really press on that issue? Um, look at the end result. What is the end result you want? And, and go from there. Um, I shut my mouth a lot and I had to learn how to do that while working with my husband. I I don't want to argue. And it's not just for the sake of not arguing, but, um, what do I gain by being right? So my husband and I both, we try, we try to outlove one another by, um, by showing that the other person was right rather than us being right. Now, again, that takes a mindset shift and that didn't happen overnight, but yeah, we, we had to think, you know, we're on the same team. Is this worth it for us to be arguing over this particular issue that probably will not even matter, um, you know, five hours from now, you know, five days from now, five months from now. So that's what I would suggest. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause I know there's a lot of people who are out here who are married, they're mothering, all of that. And they want to go into ventures with their significant other, with their husband. And they're like, okay, um, this is how we should do it. And, you know, just trying to make sure that we're on the same page um, with that. So I love that advice, especially that we're on the same team because a lot of times we get focused on the way to get somewhere but if it both gets there, <laughs> both gets to the destination, then, you know, it doesn't matter either way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so what other advice would you give to moms as they're navigating work, motherhood, maybe even starting um, their own business? And then um, also... Um, after that, then we'll talk a little bit about kind of your lifestyle coaching business and how people can get in contact with you. 
Okay. So the first thing that I would suggest for anybody who is looking to start a business um, while they're working their nine to five and balancing motherhood is first thing, make sure that you always, always, always schedule time for yourself. Don't let any of those, those activities come before you taking care of you. And that can look many different ways. That can be going to the spa. That can be going on a lunch date with your girlfriends, but that could also be um, getting up just a few minutes early so that you can spend time with you. Um, read, meditate, pray, read your Bible, whatever the case. Um, make sure though that you schedule that. Block it out in your scheduler. Um, if you use electronic calendar, make sure that you put time in there for yourself, however that looks. Um, that would be the first thing that I would do. Um, the second thing I would do is to weigh out all your options and Make, and just make sure that you consider the hearts in your life. And by that, I mean the heart of your significant other, the heart of your children, um, your heart. Make sure that everybody involved will not be negatively impacted, right? Now, some people might say, oh, well, you know, I've got to, I've got to steal away these minutes or these hours from, you know, my children. One of the things that I tell people with that is when they're little, I promise you, they are, the babies are not going to know that you know, mommy, you know, had to work or mommy was building her business and the sitter had had them for a few hours. Babies will not ever know that. However, as they get older, they do become more aware, right? And I say, take time to spend with your children, even if it's 15 or 20 minutes. I always give this example of, um, the 15 minutes I spent on New Year's Day having a tea party with my children. I was in tears at the end of that 15 minutes because that 15 minutes felt like I had spent maybe, you know, three or four months with my children. Wow. And it was just a few minutes. It was so impactful. So, so take, the, take those few minutes to, you know, to attend to the hearts in your life. I love that. I love that. I realized the other day I was, I'm sitting there with my son and he's two and I'm just holding my phone and he's like putting my phone down <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'm like oh lord I need to just sit he's telling me at two years old like girl if you don't put your phone down mommy put your phone down so you can spend time with me and not be scrolling on Instagram or reading your emails or whatever else put your phone down and mm -hmm. Those couple minutes, five minutes before bed, 10 minutes before bed make a huge difference. So I certainly agree with what you're saying here. Huge difference. The babies, and I, I'm gonna call them babies no matter how old they are. <laughs> mm -hmm. The babies recognize when we're not present. And I think, you know, finding that good balance in parenthood is recognizing when you need to be present and what that looks like doing or not doing. And if that means you have to put your phone away, then put it away so that you can show your kids that you are present. Yes, that's so important. Um what could you share a little bit more about your lifestyle management business and what people can expect if they were to engage you as their coach? Yes, absolutely. I'd love to tell your audience about that. So yes, I'm a lifestyle management coach. And what that means is um, there are certain areas in your life that I can definitely speak to and support you in. Um, I tend to <laughs> find myself supporting women who are looking to grow businesses without the, the stress and the overwhelm that comes with managing their life. So in my coaching business, what I do is I definitely help um, women. I help women get their businesses started, but I also help them set up systems so that they're able to be a wife, be a mother, um, and, and then 
may not be married, but you know, they may be attached to somebody, but I, I help them set up the systems and remind them and show them the importance of attending to all parties involved as they journey through their life trying to get to the destination of a place that they can say that they, you know, are living the life that they desire and deserve. I love that. That's wonderful because we, we certainly need that. And we certainly need to be seen as whole people, um, whether it's our personal systems, professional, and a little bit of both. Um, and then how can people get in contact with you? Yes. So I, um, I, so I do have a podcast and I always say this at the end of my podcast, but yes, you can find me um, and on all the social media platforms, but the best place to get a hold of me is justkelly.com. That's J-U-S-T-K-E-L-L-E-E.com. And um, you're able to connect with me there. You're able to access, like I said, my podcast, you can access my coaching services. Um, and I would just love to connect. That's awesome. I'm sure a lot of people want to connect with you and a lot of people probably interested, you know, like 10 kids, four and four, blended family, everything. And I think it's awesome to be able to see how far you've come from being a teenage mom to really having two successful businesses plus a successful career in the government. Um, and I'm sure you don't take that for granted. It's just wonderful to hear it from start to finish. And I think this is a great opportunity for folks to be encouraged that wherever they are right now, motherhood and work, just to uh, build relationships, to continue to uh, dress for the part that you are looking for, to fill your entire essence with who it is that you want to be, not who you are now. And then also to take opportunities to find additional streams of income, even if it means working with your husband and being able to build family businesses that support your family and show your kids how to impact lives and how to impact others. So I think this is super valuable and I appreciate you, Kelly, for joining the podcast. I appreciate you for having me. And I know your audience is probably just, you know, elated with the guests that you bring on. So you're doing a great thing. And I, I just really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Did y'all hear that? Kelly was a teen mom and now she has a master's degree, a great career and multiple businesses. <laughs> I love it when I can show how awesome we are as black moms and defying stereotypes, defying what uh, people may see black moms as and black single moms and black teenage moms. Um, I was super excited to have that conversation with Kelly and get all of those gems, including how to work with your spouse. <laughs> um that's something I'm working better at in my own personal life. So I really appreciate her coming on the podcast. Remember, if you are on Apple Podcasts, please take the time to rate the podcast, write a review. Um, it would be super helpful for me. Otherwise, you can join my Instagram family and join the email list. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you again for joining us and see you guys next week. <laughs>